Right in my pants, I go shite. You know what I shite the most? What do you shite? In my pants. In your pants. Aye. Aye. Eek. Ach. I shite in my pants. Ach, I shite in my pants. I just shite out of my mouth. Mind Gap Podcast. Guys, welcome to Mind Gap. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And oh, the special guest we have on this week. You, oh, you've heard me talk about her. Yeah? Yeah. You've heard me just like breathe deeply into this mic about her. What? You've heard me just like, you know, dream about her. What? Guys, please welcome my wife, Jill Marie Cochran. Hi. That's a subdued clap because we're trying not uh, to wake little people. Yeah, don't wake the baby. And not dwarves, you know, but actual our child. We are live from Doug and Jill's apartment in the South Loop. We are... We're we're here. We're we're chatting. Our baby's sleeping in the room next door. So, hooah! Way to way to score some points with me there in the intro. Thank yeah. you. Appreciate it. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. So, Jill, yeah. why don't you tell the the listeners a little bit about yourself? Where are you from? I'm from a small little town called Polo, Illinois. Twenty five hundred people. Here we go, Marcos. Here we go. That's right, Polo Marcos, baby. Mm-hmm. Represent. Yep, that's a in real. That's a real. That's a real thing. mascot. They're on lists for so you that, know weird mascots all over the. That would internet essentially be how the name would appear in a phone book then, <laughs> right? Yeah. Hello, Marco. Hello, <laughs> comma Marco. Yeah, it would. That's yeah. just lazy. What uh, that was right. It was definitely very lazy. Yeah. So. My joke or the team name? <laughs> the team name. Okay. <laughs> Not your joke. Your that joke, joke was actually The joke was great. Good job. So how'd you get into comedy? I'm not in comedy. <laughs> oh wait, sorry, I'm sorry. That's just I go on. I was on auto. Sorry, this yeah. is kind of what we do. I'm not in comedy. Um, <laughs> it's on autopilot there. Yeah, no, I'm I'm an HR professional, so I, there's humor in that. <laughs> I can tell you that humor resources. <laughs> do we do we have to watch what we say in the <laughs> No, God, no. no. Am I going to get a stern talking to? I will. Oh. You won't. <laughs> Sweet. Well, there, let's open it up. There may be a write up. There may be documentation. <laughs> It'll we, be noted may, in your file. We may need to mediate a little bit. I'm going to get a letter so. like on Monday. I'm going to go, what's this from? Why did gonna, Jill send me a letter? Strata. Yeah. They're going to be like, so we had some HR professional, yeah. Jill, who was the universal we HR We all talk to each other. We right. have meetings. Yeah. We're going to put you on a performance improvement plan. Right. So we better step it up, buddy. You have to go through, through some training, some sensitivity training. <laughs> right. You'll have to get a colonoscopy. Mm, I don't want that. That's just part of the protocol. It's just standard stuff. That's how you do it. you, you know? got to get cleaned out. <laughs> Get the shit out of your system. <laughs> right. You look, you're full of shit. we got to get that out of there. <laughs> we do. We do. So, yeah. Um, grew up in Polo. Went to Augustana, where I met Douglas. Ah. Yeah. That's yeah. me. That was my cue. Doug was like one of the first people I met at, at Augustana. That was the second person she met, actually. Specifically, the second person. Yeah. Okay. Um, and first then... person already had a girlfriend. <laughs> first person was kind of weird. <laughs> first. Per- oh, yeah, yeah. He was very weird. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan, was that his name? Yeah. yeah. He was he was odd. He was uh Ryan if you're very listening, emo, we're sorry. Emo guy. But uh well I already had a boyfriend, so I wasn't I wasn't looking. You know. We we're just Yeah, that's right, everybody. Sure. This just got scandalous. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't looking. But no, we we became friends immediately. We were friends uh for most of freshman year before we made it official. Mm-hmm. So 
Um, and Before then after, I ruined a family, you know, and interjected <laughs> in a relationship. A potential family. Before I destroyed a home. how it went. Things ended amicably. We all moved on. Yeah, it was that, all that message he left on my answering machine was very amicable. Well, you know. <laughs> you know. Look here, motherfucker. I don't know who you are. Probably an ego I don't know thing. what you want. Yeah. Yeah. It was for the best. Yeah. Yeah. So then we graduated, and Doug wanted to go into uh, studying music. And I was like, um, I need to get a J-O-B, so what city are we going to? And here we are. We're in Chicago. That's right. Recognize. So, recognize. Yeah. But, so. yeah, no, I don't do comedy. <laughs> I live with Doug, and that's enough comedy for me. <laughs> I've tried plenty of times. Yeah. Jill, Jill's very funny. Uh, she's very sarcastic. Uh, she keeps me yeah. on my toes. And it's where I, I really get to try out most of my material. So, really, she's my beta tester. Yeah. My alpha and beta tester for most yeah. of the things that I do. Yeah. So, which I appreciate. So, she puts up with a lot. <laughs> That's why, why do you think we do this podcast? This was actually her idea to get Doug out of the house once I, a week. I'm starting to outsource, you know, a little bit because I can't Doug, take you know who you should go hang out with? You should go hang out with this person. Okay. <laughs> like, get him out of here. It was really funny when, um, when he was doing improv. So, this was a couple of, it was maybe after you've been it for a year or so. Mm-hmm. We have some friends from college. We get together every Christmas and this is when it was really just in deep in all these classes. And at the end of the year, there's no classes for like two, three weeks at the end of the calendar year. And we went to go visit these friends. And it was probably after the first, we were a couple days probably away from classes returning. And I was just like, Doug, you need to go play with your friends. <laughs> like, because, okay. you know, it's a bunch of couples and all the guys are just hilarious, sarcastic, just great friends and I was like yes go be with them and entertain them because I've had enough Julie needs a break I felt like that you know you know you hear like parents at the end of the summer they're like oh kids go back to school right like, that's how I felt I'm like oh here go go yeah go work just, some of that energy out a lot of what that is just me messing with yeah. people all the time so I remember when we were leaving someone was like hey Doug can you uh, go get me a bottle of water and I was like cool I came back with a two liter of soda they're like no no a bottle of water I'm like oh my bad and I went and I came back with a gallon of milk and they're like no and I, they're oblivious <laughs> of what's going like, on no, a so bottle of really, water. i'm like, I feel oh, like gotcha and i came back with a bottle of wine and, and i'm looking at him like i know what he's doing right now and i'm so glad he's doing it to somebody else <laughs> Jill's like, i'm not opening my mouth because i want to get this out it's like running a kid around like in it the park totally to is. wear them out like yeah, yeah. I, I can't imagine that i don't understand how they didn't like after the milk I, I feel so like even if i didn't know you i would have gone all right <laughs> I'll go get my bottle of water because I see what's happening. Just forget it. <laughs> well, even yesterday in, at work, we were doing some training, uh, and in, we were in this conference uh, room, and it, the guy that was facilitating, I was just kind of helping out. They're like, "All right, get out a pen and paper and like write down anything you see on here that you know you want to like leave any sort of feedback." And I realized two guys didn't have pens or paper. People got uh, paper for them, and like, "Do you have a pen?" I'm like, "Gotcha." There was just a cup of like plastic knives and forks. I just handed him a knife. <laughs> He just looked at me, and the other guy go, "Here you go." And he handed it to him, and he goes, "Oh, thanks." And all of a sudden, he's like, he stopped and looked at me. I'm like, "What do you want from me? Bring your own fucking pen." Come have prepared, you, or you get a knife. Have you seen great message? <laughs> a plastic knife. That's that's in the company's bylaws. It's just come prepared or get a knife. Yeah. Uh, have you have you seen the movie Sisters with Amy Poehler and Tina Fey? No. No. I will highly, highly recommend that movie. I watched it the other night. It's on HBO, and it's okay. it's very funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Bobby Moynihan's character in that 
just keep, keep that keep both of these stories in mind when you watch that and yeah. I feel like Bobby Moynihan's character will resonate for you Joe. okay good to know yeah that's it's a good portion of Doug's repertoire is doing crap like that to and me the thing the is I know uh, it's only funniest for me in those moments and I love it although I will say those two guys got a good, good kick out of it that's good they were, they, they sometimes good. he gets me really really good though and I just can't help it but I'm like alright I'll give that one to you that was good I wasn't expecting it yeah um, yeah, and then there's days where I'm like, Doug, you're being difficult right now, and I'm not in the mood. Like, I'm really not in the mood. I really just need a pen. Like, like you just I know be you're handing. being funny, and I appreciate it, but not now. Not yeah. now. I understand you're working through some bits yeah. here, and uh, you're trying and to workshop some things. Sometimes he listens to that. Sometimes he keeps going. Like, did you hear what I said? Look, if you hand me another tampon, I'm going to shove it down your throat. See, I always yes. make a stupid joke. Like with tampons, I'm like, ooh, popsicles, you know. <laughs> Because they're just wrapped up, they look like popsicles. I cannot wait for your daughter to grow up and have to deal with this. <laughs> Me too. I can't wait. She's. I'll give her some tips on how to, how to handle. She's going to have to tell you what. She'll be able to put up with a lot. She's. Yeah. She's going to be pretty good. Oh, well, she'll dish know, it out too. You know, those, we're going to raise it right. You know. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, absolutely. But <laughs> you know those street. parents though that like the kids are like my mom and dad are so embarrassing. Oh my god, that is going to be. Yes. Oh yeah, that's one hundred percent. No child has experienced this like Natalie's about to experience it. <laughs> when we were in college. We had a mutual friend, our friend Beth, and when we would go places, I felt like the mother that was trying to keep two kids corralled. I remember distinctly one time we went and got groceries, and they were just like running down the aisles, hitting each other with salami, not making this up. You two? Yeah. Yeah. Doug and Beth. And I was like, what is going on right now? I just remember I took it like I came behind her and I like whacked the back of her leg like it was like I was doing a hit on her or something like that with a big thing of salami. Yeah. And I'm Whack. just like... Oh. And I, I was that mom, you know, that people see all the time that is just going about her business right. while these kids Letting do them, these Because yeah. cra- they're like, I can't do anything about it. They're not listening to me. So I'm just going to get my shit done and move on. Loading up the <laughs> cart with Riesling. <laughs> yeah. I knew what those moms felt like that moment. And I was with college age people. <laughs> see, the thing I like most about those situations, like with the conference room thing and the knife was like when I handed it to him, first of all, I'm a big guy. And I did it with a straight face. Right. Like I wasn't like he. I just I handed it to him like this there is you your pen. Yeah. yeah. Now use it. You and believed I handed, it, and I believed that I get the confidence. <laughs> and they were there. I think part of them were intimidated and shocked that I was just legitimately handing it to them, knowing. And they were just like, a part of them was probably like, well, I guess I'll do the best I can with this knife. <laughs> do I cut myself and write in blood? Yeah. Like, I really don't know what that would be like to if I didn't know you <laughs> in that work setting. Like I'm trying to imagine being them, like and being like. I don't know how to react to this. Is he messing with me? Am I supposed to laugh? Am I supposed to As an play HR like? professional, is there any ramifications to what Doug has done? The fact that it's plastic makes it not such a big deal. And the fact that I didn't whisper, kill yourself, yeah. you know, as I handed it to them. Can't say that this situation's ever come up in my line of work so far. Probably a good thing Doug and I have never worked in the same Again, place. I'm helping her workshop things. I was going to say, like, you really, like, this is, this could be helpful. <laughs> I think we might have just found a, a new business mo- plan, guys. <laughs> this is my business model. We're going to have Doug and fellow improvers do workshops for HR, for a, people getting into the oh, HR God. world. And they're just going to do the worst we're, things they can. That actually would you, be pretty fun. We're going to expose you brilliant. to the worst of the worst so when something happens, yeah. you're unfazed. And then Joe will call scene and go, all right, so how would you guys work this through? Like, what would the next steps be? This actually was brilliant because <laughs> I've worked with other people who are, you know, coming up in their career. And if you want to be like a 
director, vice president, if you want to be at that level, HR professional, yeah. you're a generalist. You do recruiting, you do talent development, you do performance management, you do everything. It's not just, yeah, yeah. you know, specializing in compensation, for instance. And you can't get there if you don't do empro- employee relations. Okay. Employee relations is a kind of thing that's hard to master. Okay without just jumping into it there's no real training like you can't i can't teach you how to mediate a situation between two employees not getting along or to manage through some kind of a conflict with employee and a manager you just kind of have to do it right you You can role play to a certain degree but yeah i can tell you what i did in those situations but you're dealing with people so no situation is like any other situation there's always a gray area there's always nuances you just kind of have to dive in. So that actually would be kind of helpful to do that. Is uh, I'm going to edit this part of the, p- the podcast out so no one can take this idea. <laughs> or we'll or, use oh, it. no. Copyrighted. Copyrighted. Oh, of course. It's, <laughs> as soon as we publish it, yeah. it's, it's copyrighted. So Dibs. it's good to go. Yeah. Dibs. Another yeah. Two East 8th uh, production yeah. uh, <laughs> subset. <laughs> Two, two East HR training. <laughs> two, two East Eighth. We do video production. We do podcast. And we and also HR do training. HR scenario training. <laughs> I, I think they they all go together. Yeah. Makes, oh sense. makes sense, God, right? Yeah. We take our yeah. we take our talents wherever they take us. Look, know? revenue streams come from all different places, my friends. That's right. <laughs> so, I guys, say no to that. Let's let's. Speaking let's, of speaking of revenue streams and being rich, and <laughs> speaking of human resources, <laughs> Lord. oh man. <laughs> Guys, is there? Uh, I, I want to pose that question. Is there an ooh. HR department for the a, the president of the United States for the White House? Oh man, like an HR, a White House I'm HR. I'm sure. I'm sure there has to be. He, he's going to be in the their office person. every day. Right. <laughs> Guys, there was an election at this point. What? I was recording five days ago. Oh man! Um, yeah, at the point when this comes out, the election has has passed yeah. a, a significant amount, but. Um, I was I was really hoping we could like keep on the H. I was trying to steer away from this. I'm like maybe if we just keep down this, we'll like deviate to a different topic. I could tell Justin was guys. We're going to talk about the election. Fucking deal with it, okay? <laughs> we love you. Um, I want to go on record and say I did not want to do this. Justin, was, Justin was not terribly thrilled about this. Um, but, but, and, and why? Tell us. Tell us why. For many reasons, <laughs> uh, the most of which being that I it, there's been so much on it already. Exactly. I don't. I don't think. I don't. I think it just. I don't know. I, I feel like there's part of it that people just don't want to hear anymore about sure. it. But you know, at the same time, I feel you know it is maybe good just to have a, a dialogue about it. Now, the caveat being that we are three white people sitting around a table. So I mean, <laughs> two I, dudes and a chick. You know, is that right? Is that appropriate? Yeah. Okay. Two guys, a girl, and a podcast. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, at least we baby. do have a woman's point of view coming in. But yes. I mean, I would very much like to, you know, note that we are well aware that this is that this is coming from you know a singular perspective. So yeah, yeah. But we're also humans. We're all humans. Yes. And uh, the reason why I I was kind of pushing for this was just because it felt too pertinent to not talk about. And most of the stuff we talk about is fun. Uh, and Justin noted that we need to get back on those fun topics. I just feel like the last couple episodes have been a little <laughs> heavier, a little heavier. Um, but I just, just feel like you know, to to be honest to to myself or whatever, I, I felt like it was worth it. And I, and guys, we're not going to break any ground here. As with most things that we do, we're not. Uh, what we're I not, think we're going to fix it. We're not. Uh, we're going to have a solution by the end of this. It's going to be okay. We're going to make less, America great yeah. again by the end totally. of this. Selfishly for me, <laughs> I kind of wanted to just help myself digest everything that's happened in the last few days and kind of see where I where where I stand with everything where how everything went because sure. it's been an interesting week to say the least 
Um, and uh, it was I know it's also really important for you as well, Jill. Yeah, I, I think that the shock has worn off so far, I think. I mean, that, that's how I feel right now. I wonder if I'll feel that way tomorrow yet. <laughs> or January um, 20th. Well, that's the thing. We're in this this period of the, the shock has worn off after a couple of days since it's happened. And I think we're going to be in this state now until the inauguration. And then it's going to kind of, the zing's going to come back again. And we'll have to go through another, you know, month or two of going, okay. Four years. Okay. Of going, okay. And then, well, then, the, yeah, then there's the four years. But, um, yeah. So it, I wanted to talk about it because I'm kind of with you on that, Doug. It just to digest it a little bit, to um, unpack it a little bit because it's it's complicated. Yeah. And, um I think, uh, so I, I just visited my family uh, yesterday. I went and visited uh, my sister, and, and her and her husband kind of lean towards the Republican side. And we didn't really talk much about the election. My dad told her not to talk about it. <laughs> probably for the which best. Which I think is um, kind of irritating <laughs> that he thinks we can't have a adult conversation <laughs> about it. But that's another topic. Well, yeah. Um, but one of the things that... Um, somebody said i can't remember now was that um that people were upset because they're, they're saying that hillary lost because she's a woman mm-hmm. and and i i don't feel that that's the case um so i don't feel i'm not upset because she lost and and that in itself indicates oh we didn't elect her because she's a woman okay what is hurtful to me about it is that in not electing her as a woman Hold on, sorry. Where Time out. It's we, like the podcast guys <laughs> don't want us to talk about this. All right, let's go ahead and is keep, Trump here? Keep going. Did he do this? This is <laughs> this is an example of how he's monitoring everything. <laughs> Ghost. Did you hear the shout out too? No, a little bit. Oh, I, it's just I my didn't bit. hear myself. It might just be your uh, your headset. All right, go ahead. So, um, so Hillary is a woman. Yes. Yeah. So I think a lot of people are, are saying people who are maybe supported Trump or or don't understand why people are upset are saying that the people who are upset that she lost think, oh, she didn't win because she's a woman. They didn't elect her because they didn't want a woman president. I, I don't feel that way. I'm sure some people do. I think what's upsetting to me is that in not electing her as a woman, we we elected somebody else who has been blatantly sexist that's what hurts it's like we don't want hillary and instead we want someone who says these demeaning things about women doesn't value them um has a lot of allegations against him about sexual assault it's 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 the twofold the one-two punch for me if she had lost to say um i don't know like mitt romney or jeb bush or you know somebody like that who i also don't agree with their policies necessarily either but they aren't on record of saying all these horrific things about females right so and minorities and, and minorities yeah too. i mean yeah. that just just the female side of it not to mention <clears throat> minorities the, his thoughts and yeah. comments on immigration um you know so that's what's hurtful to me about it is we said we don't want you and instead we want this person who is Hateful to all of these groups. Let me play devil's advocate here, <laughs> what? real quick. What? Joe, the, welcome to the Thunderdome. M Night Shyamalan twist. <laughs> dun dun dun. <laughs> uh, and just throw out there something that that has been brought up uh, through you know one of the uh, hundreds of millions of Facebook posts that everyone has been reading and seeing and tweets and all that jazz. But only seen a couple. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
and Jill isn't even on Facebook, and she's still <laughs> seen a couple. Now, um, do you not? I mean, because because we elected someone like that, do you not think that's indicative of the way that people are feeling? Like you're you're saying, like it's not the fact that the country's sexist; it's that we elected someone who is sexist. But isn't that don't don't didn't didn't people elect someone that represented their same values? Right, yeah, I think that's the 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 next layer of the 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 onion. <laughs> the next layer of the pain really is is to go. Okay, we didn't want her. We wanted this guy, and oh, by the way, that means that that's the feeling of the country. Um, I I felt that night. I woke up in the middle of the night. I'd gone to bed before it was it was really called, mm. and I, I woke up like. 10, 15 minutes before they officially called it and uh, was watching the news. And my immediate feeling was a, a sense of rejection, of mm. feeling that as a woman, I'm not as valued in this country. And it wasn't because people voted for Trump and I didn't support Trump. It was because the country said, we like this guy who is sexist, racist, right. whatever. So to your point, yeah, I, I, I agree that that's, that's what what happened is that people decided they wanted to support this person with those values. But that's, that's the way it felt to me was it, it scared me that, that mm. I, cause I feel like we're, we've, we're in a very progressive part of our history. We've seen so much uh, accomplished for minorities, gay rights. There's a lot more to do. Don't get me wrong. But I mean, we've seen a lot of really wonderful changes in the recent years and and for us to now see this person as president just feels like a not even like a couple steps back to me. It feels like fifteen steps back. Right. Just like it just leaves me wondering where we go from here. The well, and, and so to counter to play uh, non devil's advocate, <laughs> then uh, there are there have been, and this is just throwing the idea out so we can discuss it. And I think I maybe have you bring up Doug the. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cracked article written by uh, um, David Wong, David Wong, um, <clears throat> where you know he essentially there are those that then argue on the other side of it, saying that it's not that everyone elected someone who represents their values; they just didn't trust her that much. It was it wasn't a, it wasn't it, it was more of a vote for anti-establishment than it was for someone who is xenophobic and mm-hmm. sexist and all this other thing. So, you know, what thoughts on that? Like, sure. Well, I'll say this much. Um, uh, my initial reaction when I feel like this is a debate where you're asking me a question, I'm going to answer your question with you a different answer. You get two minutes and I get to rebut. Yeah, right. right. You're always talking about the butt. <laughs> Look, uh, I will play the role of a good moderator and, and sh- I will shut this uh, fucking I'll mic shut off. Shut your fucking uh, stuff down. If I could just interrupt. No, just <laughs> well, I was going to say my initial reaction with the election was just in, in something else I'd like to get into was I was shocked and stunned. And I've read some articles that say that you're not allowed to feel that way, which my initial reaction is go fuck yourself. I'll Let feel me how feel I feel. feel my feelings. Exactly. Because um, I just, you know, I just, based on everything, 538.com, you know, uh, Nate Silver's site, you know, fucking polls, which why? Well, this all is the of- second time <clears throat> I put my heart and soul into polls and they've lied. I think that added to the zing, too, yeah. for all of us. That we had if, thought. If, so- we were all duped. It wasn't just the 538 or just the poll. It right. was literally every, every single piece of information that yeah. that we quote unquote had or every piece of data that we had pointed to the to the yeah. opposite of what the outcome was. Because that's the thing. If it had been neck and neck and then she had lost, we was, at least would have been like, 
acknowledging the fact like well she might lose right but like there was like there was no doubt in anyone's mind that she was going to win so when it happened it became this upset right as opposed to it was you know an an average race so I think that also allowed me to feel shocked so Mm -hmm. fuck you to whoever says I'm not allowed to feel shocked I felt shocked that's how I felt so I felt stunned and I was like really taken aback by it and I was like at first I was like okay I voted um I did my part um, everyone else voted too. It is what it is. You can't change. Practical Doug. Practical kind of took Doug. Over. Came he out. took over the steering wheel. He told the rest of Doug, "Like, don't worry, I got this. Right. All right. Here's what we're looking at. Boom, boom, boom." And I started thinking about all these things, and I was like, "You know what? It's going to be fine. You know, whatever." And then, as I was trying to sleep, I remember just thinking, "Oh my god!" But so many people voted for this guy, and I'm like, "Why do they vote for him?" And they kicked Practical Doug off the wheel, and they were like. <laughs> What is their reasoning? Get out of your practical Doug. Yeah. So, Get into well, this. Actually, like an insane Doug going, I got it! Ah! Well, actually, practical Doug kind of started losing his mind a little bit because he's like, wait, well, why did people Why right. did people vote for Trump? And that's yeah. the thing that I've been trying to, uh, I'm almost embarrassed to say, I've spent probably the last four or five days just combing Facebook, reading. I'm at the point now where I'm like, I don't give a shit. I can't read any more articles. Right. I can't mm-hmm. read any more opinions. Like, I've, I've, I've just, I've had too many. Um, but going along with what you were saying with like David Wong and like you know why this guy was elected, I think part of the first of all, I think one of the most amazing things that Donald Trump did was he won the presidency by not following any of the rules that were previously established. I do think that's pretty and that's amazing, fucking impressive. I, that actually makes me very happy. Me too. For the system to to be broken, you know, for it to not go the way it's supposed to go, not play by the rules, I do think that's he had really a Napster cool. moment to, <laughs> for me, and I love the fact that Napster basically told the music industry, "Fuck yourself." But if we're making that same parallel, the music industry still has not recovered from that. So, right. but I also love the fact that where someone's like, "Well, this is the established road because we've established it." Well, fuck that. Like, no. Like, it's a tradition. Well, fuck your traditions. Like, we can do what we need to do as long as we need to do it. So I respect the shit out of him for doing that and saying, no, I'm going to fund this myself. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do whatever I'm going to do. And part of me really respects that because, let's face it, you know, Justin, you and I have talked about this in the past. Politics is fucking bullshit in this country. I mean, it's it's awful. And he basically, like, whipped out his dick almost literally and was like, do 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 you know, take that establishment. Um, Now... On the other side of that, too, is like, you know, a lot of... If, had he done that, by the way, we still would have elected him, though. Probably, because people would be like, that's my dude. I did that in college, you know? Yeah. Um, and then... I want to go out and have a beer with that guy. <laughs> right? And then I also think it's something important to realize is that um, we live in Illinois. Uh, in, in, in Illinois, there's kind of an echo chamber for a lot of things. Like, we're surrounded by a lot of like-minded people. So we mm, hear mm, the same mm. thing. I'm going to correct that. You can correct. We live in we're Chicago. A blue, we're a blue state. True. Because of you Chicago. Look, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Because I of Chicago. Say exactly. Yeah. People either. I was thinking the same thing. I actually saw the map of Illinois, how it yeah. voted. It was just Chicago that was blue right. and everything else was red. Yep. So, but I say that meaning, you're right. Thank you for the correction. Because I meant Illinois meaning it always goes blue. But I meant Illinois because I meant to say Chicago. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> yeah. no one else No one knows anything so about Illinois why, That's why Chicago. I, so people outside of America hate yeah. America. People outside of Chicago hate Chicago because exactly. we dictate the rest of the state. But to be fair, it makes sense because the most of the state lives in Chicago. But so again, to be fair, we're rules. usually right. So <laughs> deal with this. <laughs> so that being said, it's hard for me. We live in a metropolitan area. Right. Um, and we see a lot of things. We're exposed to a lot of different things. And then if you think about rural America, um, you know these people have been told, hey, you're going to see change. The economy is getting better. Jobs are getting added, but they have not seen that. Right. 
So to them, they're like, fuck the government. The government's not helping me. All they see is regulations. They hear, you know, and they're also not exposed. I think, you know, personally, I come from rural Missouri. I know there's a lot of people there that have never left that area. Fine, whatever. But if you keep yourself in that area, you're not exposed to a bunch of different people. You don't know a lot of gay people. You don't know a lot of black people. Right. You don't know a lot of Muslims. Like, so the only information they have about those sorts of groups are what they see on TV and on the internet. Mm. So that's how they're informed. That's how their, their life is informed without actually experiencing something like that. So a lot of those people hear Donald Trump saying, you know, we're going to get these illegal immigrants out of there. To them, they're like, great, because based on what I see, this is, this is a good thing. Right. Or we're gonna, I'm going to give you your jobs. Like, we're going to be doing this. A lot of these people, you know, factories have shut down. They're depressed areas. They have no work. They don't know how they're going to pay their bills. This guy's making promises that make sense to them. I cannot fault anybody for that. Like I look at that, I'm like, I, I, right. I agree. I agree with the fact that I, I, I agree with what you're saying. Thank you. Why? <laughs> I was gonna cut you up. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> and we're done we're here. not soundbiting this. <laughs> no, I, I understand is what I should say. I understand what you're saying with sure. people. You know, you know, th- this is what they've been exposed to. This is what they know. And it, it, when you live. In a very in a, in a microcosm, that's all you know. You don't know anything else beyond that because you haven't you haven't traveled. You haven't you know, educated yourself. You know you mm-hmm. saw that when you went to you did your your month or or, or so abroad oh, yeah. in Europe and came back and you're like holy shit yeah like the things that I've seen and these conversations I'm having now at home are just like I yeah uh, don't get out of shit. here got to get out of here <laughs> yeah. yeah it was a hard transition right exactly so <clears throat> I, I understand your point there um, I, I I also think it's it's uh, there's, I think, there, kind of going back to what we were talking about, should people take responsibility for their technology? In a previous mm-hmm. episode, we talked about that. I feel like uh, the onus should fall on those rural, the smaller communities. Times have changed. Factory jobs is is a thing of the 50s, the 60s. Like, you know, the, the fact, oh, the mill shut down, so everyone's out of a job now. Like, factory jobs, even though we still need, there's still assembly lines that are needed, there's still factory workers that are needed, but... There's definitely trade skills that need to be... There's trade skills that... that 100% need to be utilized. ...are very much, you know, people aren't going into those, so they're actually hurting, but at the same time, there have, like, the the job market itself has shifted with technology, with, with everything, so those jobs, it's not that those jobs have been taken away from those, those jobs don't exist anymore. Yeah. It just is, yeah. and there's a lot of jobs after the after the 2008 collapse. There's a lot of jobs that just went away, mm-hmm. and you heard economists, and you even I think you even heard the president talking about it. At one, he said these jobs are gone; they're not coming. Even if when if and when our economy recovers, those jobs won't come back. Mm-hmm. They're not though, your job that you had, the way that you know that you lived is gone. Yeah. You've got to adapt, and if if it's an unwillingness to adapt, that's that's where the issue is then to yeah. me like the issue is in those rural communities they need to learn how to adapt they yeah. need to educate themselves outside of what they have like you have to take on as a as a as an american as a as a human being you have to take on the responsibility of educating yourself and i and the same goes for a lot of uh, urban areas too like just cuz we live in a metropolitan area doesn't mean that there's not uneducated people here too oh, like sure. you just it, it's it's you know, rural or urban, you know, yeah. it doesn't matter. You can still be very sheltered living yeah, in the city. Absolutely. But oh, yeah. it's it's yeah. on the individual person. It's yeah. their responsibility to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like learn. Mm-hmm. You have to you have to educate yourself. Yeah. Jill, from an HR perspective, how do you feel about that? <laughs> about jobs in America? Well, yeah, I I think um 
you know, as as you were talking, Justin, I was thinking that um, I mean, I agree 100 percent that that, you know, the technology that now exists has made some of these jobs obsolete. Some of the jobs went away. And then since they've been gone now, we've caught up where technology is where they're not needed anymore anyway. And but what I hope that that means, it's not that these jobs are just gone. It means that it also creates new jobs. Right. And the that technology is replacing. Like, right. It's it might, replacing jobs. Yeah, yeah, it might replace some of these jobs. But in turn, it creates these other jobs. And so, um, you know, I. I from a, a jobs perspective, I do see that yeah, that, that we, we want to evolve as a as a people. We want to enhance our technology and, and the way that we do things, make them more efficient, um, you know, cleaner energy, whatever it might be, um, you know, more innovative and 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 do things better. But hopefully, that doesn't mean that um, it's exclusive to creating these other opportunities. But that means that the people have to do, to adapt to that as well. Right. You had these skills that apply to these jobs that are now gone. You need to adapt to the skill to your skills to the jobs that are now available. Right. And depending on what's available in your area, that might be, you know, easier said than done. Sure. A lot. Anytime anybody changes uh, careers, a career change is really hard to do, yeah. even when you have the right education. We all know that in this right. room. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this room, like, what if we, you, you know, and I yeah. just... Yeah. So, so to, to, to say that um, is a lot easier said than done, and if you're in a rural area and you don't have a lot of resources, maybe you don't have the money to go back to school or, or what have you, that can make it a lot more challenging. So I don't say that lightly that, oh, we'll just go get a different job. Um, right, no, I, and I understand but the fact that... But with that yeah. said, I think there are more jobs available, but you have to get yourself prepared to, right. you know, be able to... You have to, as yeah. a, just as an adult, you got you have to take responsibility. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think there's a lot of people in this country who fall into the victim picture. And it's like, oh, well, my circumstances, I can't, you know, whatever. Like, you... I, Why'd I, you go Southern voice on that? It's just because that's, that's just how I do it. <laughs> All right, that's, let me try that again. That's his ho-hum right. down in the dumps guy. <laughs> right. I got your back, Because it wouldn't have made sense if I went, oh, my, it's... Mm. <laughs> My, it's my situation. I just can't. Uh, it wouldn't, that wouldn't make sense, Doug. Yeah. That, <laughs> the that logic, guy's Doug. not going to work a menial job. <laughs> oh, yeah, he is. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. That's yeah. a coal miner if I've ever heard one. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my canary? <laughs> I, think you, I think you touched on something very good, Justin, too, but it is it's very true. Um, I read this in one of the slew of articles uh, that this week, but one of them was talking about the days of uh, graduating high school at 18 and walking into a job yeah. and staying in that job for the rest of your life are long gone. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I feel like that was gone before we even got to college, let alone where we are now. Well, didn't Justin and your dad used to always be like, get a job with a pension. Get a job with a yeah, pension. Those, yeah, for a long... Those didn't exist when yeah. we graduated. Because my dad is, was a, a government... We're a city worker. He was a yeah. firefighter. So yeah. he had... I mean, they have a city pension. And so yeah. that was... And that, and that was what... It, that was the way that you did things. Like, I'm mm-hmm. sure most of our parents, like, yeah. you know, if you would talk to them, yeah. their parents, you know, absolutely, you know, it's social yeah. security That's and pension. That's great and, advice. Know, I mean, absolutely. if you could get a job with a pension, get one, but, but most, now they're, they're most jobs don't super, even, super, super rare. Yeah, don't most yeah. companies don't even offer, like, it's not even a thing that you no, can, like, walking really in and going, so what's our pension plan? They'll go, the fuck are you talking about? Here's the 401k <laughs> details. Right, you know. exactly. You put your own money in right. it. There's another, yeah, there's other ways of Roll figuring the, it out. You know, <laughs> we'll give you maybe three Pull the lever right. on the slot yeah. machine and then go. But right. only if you stay five years. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll match it, but if you pull out after, before five years, then you're on your yeah. own. Yeah. yeah. We're gonna we take, get it back. Yeah. We're gonna take some yeah. of that back. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, no, yeah, it's it, yeah. it's an it's an older man it's a um an older school mentality. Yeah. 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 
And in, I think that's – and I can understand the frustration being in those communities and, and hearing oh, yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah. And then on the flip side, you know, I don't think Hillary really presented her plan for that stuff as strongly. Obviously, it's, it was evident from the Michigan vote, the which is primarily – usually goes uh, Democratic. Yep. Not mm-hmm. Democratic. I'm sorry. No, Democrat. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Hillary was a Democrat, yeah. Yes. Blue. Guys, I'm losing yep. my mind. Usually goes, it's usually a blue state. <laughs> yep. And it was like, when I saw that that was struggling, that's when I was like, going to bed, because this does not look good. Yeah. And that's a, you know, first of all, Michigan's a devastated state between the Flint water crisis, everything yeah. that's gone on with Detroit, in the, in the you know, the car companies and stuff mm-hmm. up there, that, that state's hurting. It, always, it has been for a while. So for them to not have confidence, right. That's, right. that was something to me where I was like, fucking shit. Like, right. Or Ohio. Or Pennsylvania, or which Florida, are for that matter, yeah. you know, which are known for those sort of mm. manufacturing. They have the history of being manu- Did you say Pennsylvania? Yeah. Oh, yeah, manufacturing backgrounds and things yeah. like that. And it's like, from that perspective, I'm like, I get it. I 100 percent right. get it. The thing that sucks is the vocal minority of that party. That's like, yeah, build that wall. Yeah, mm. or the, you've seen, you know, all these things posted about right. kids at school saying horrible things. Yeah, you know. The thing Sa- I, Samantha chanting B. white power. Uh, yeah, Samantha, Samantha B. on TBS. She she talked on one of her monologues. She said that yeah. you know I had one of my one of yeah. my writers got followed to work in a pickup mm. truck and like with mm-hmm. people chanting you know racial slurs. That's yeah. what's so um, worrisome to me is that that this that Trump's campaign has excited this group these folks that are now feeling like they. Not that that stuff didn't exist. I'm not saying it didn't exist before, right. but it just seems to be amplified they're now. Emboldened and now. They're emboldened, yeah. and now they have a representative in the White House, right. and so it's like it's exciting, and they are going to carry this message forward. Yeah. That's what's scary to me. Yeah, is that well, they showed him that you can, yeah. you know, oh, he can say anything and get away with it. Right, he can say anything, and we still and people loved him. Right, like there literally was nothing he could say yeah. during this campaign mm-hmm. that. Would make people go, oh, all right, nope, he's out. Yeah, he literally said whatever he wanted. And this is is one of the things that's so mind-blowing for me is that, you know, we're talking about, um, you know, just that this isn't the only thing that mattered, the the idea of sexism or whatever. It's not. But we live in a society where even the smallest, slightest gaffe, the slightest little misspoken word is just relentlessly... You, your face is rubbed in it in the media for days on end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we live in that society, and Trump has said all of these things, so many things, so many sound Look at Paula Dean. <laughs> right. Paula Dean lost. Right. The, Billy dude from Bush the, the dude lost. from the Clippers, you know? Yeah. I mean, Jesus. Paula Dean said some, said, admitted to probably saying the Edward 25 years ago, and they took her show away. Yeah. I mean, I that's that's paying for something like that that happened such a long time ago is crazy to me he's saying those things right now and and we're saying it's okay is what it feels like to me and um you know he's he's not apologetic about it well, at, and at in, all in a way though i mean that's he you know, it's it's another middle finger at a different establishment and he got away yeah. with it right he did it to the he did it to basically common decency in society mm-hmm. as an establishment and then mm-hmm. he did it to the political establishment and he got he he got away with it in both in both regards. Well, and, and and so I don't necessarily agree with this, but usually every presidential election, you hear a lot about what uh, you know how they go to church, or you know, and what what um, you know de- de- uh, denomination, denomination they're yeah. they're a part of, and yeah. all that. And that religion's never been important to me, but 
I mean, that should not be important. And it like, should in not. In a presidential to, election. In my yeah. opinion, it should not be important right. to the presidential election. But what we've always placed, you always hear such a high placement on values. And are they a family man? Because we're always usually talking about men, of course. Are they a family man? You have to be married to be president. Right. You know, all of these things. We're saying this is the character a president must have. Yeah. And Donald Trump fits none of those. Right. Well, he's a family man. He wants to fuck his daughter. Oh, God. <laughs> I threw up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> I just did too. I mean, that's that's to I me. I make no apologies for that. He's a filthy individual. He is. He's a he's. That to me is 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 what's so challenging. Give me one about guess this. which way I voted. <laughs> <laughs> because I'll admit, you know, the jobs, um, job stuff, all that that we've been talking about, that is important. But to me, you can't. I can't get there to have that conversation with you about your candidate if they don't hit the litmus test of decent human being. Right, right. And so to me, he, he was a non-candidate. He was a non-option, point blank, right away. Yeah. And I'd say that if he was a Democrat. Yeah. You oh, know, yeah. It, it didn't matter to this me. This is not a partisan thing. Like, yeah. This, yeah. I have no problem. If Hillary Clinton would have lost to John McCain or something like that, I would have been like, well, you know, and I if that had been the, you know, the mm-hmm. selection, I don't know who I would have voted for because John McCain wasn't running and he's probably way too old to run anymore. <laughs> he's a little old when he ran against Obama, but right. you know, I I I would have been like, oh, okay, you know, he won. Maybe I'm upset that my candidate lost or whatever, but I wouldn't have felt the way I feel now. And yeah. I feel the way I feel now because of these social injustices and, and concerns that I have and for whatever reason, these things have always been really important to me, and it's you know I'm a white woman, so I have I do have privilege, more privilege than most. I understand that, um, you know I don't have any kind of a, a non-traditional family dynamic. I don't have like a black father or an adoptive minority, you know, brother or sister. Um, I don't have anybody in my family that's out and gay. I have friends that are gay, but. So it's not like I grew up with some kind of social injustice that was done to me and is passionate about it, but I've always been passionate about it because I feel like everybody should have a fair shot and everybody should be treated with dignity and respect no matter who you are. I might not like the fact that you're really staunch religious, but that doesn't mean that I think you should be treated like dog shit over it. Right. You or know? that I'm not going to, you know, hang out with you or, right. or be your, you know, your friend. Yeah. You know, it's just we're not going to agree on that. That's I it. I mean, yeah. if, if you have different beliefs than me, that's fine. But it those beliefs shouldn't allow you to treat people in a way that is not, um, you know, in, in my mind, the way that all people deserve to be treated. Right. I mean. For example, I believe Jason Bourne should have died at the end of Bourne <laughs> Ultimatum. Jill thinks otherwise. Disagree. We make it work. You know. You have a child <laughs> together. <laughs> Um, You're yeah. pushing through, yeah. Yeah, we're making it. We're making away, it. He's just born. He's badass. <laughs> he should have died. No, no. Um, that's the literary <laughs> ending. You know, the it's not how it works. The way I mean, the way that I reacted to that night um, would be. I mean, I and I still feel like I'm like I, I look at it like the stages of grief, mm-hmm. and, and currently. Since the election and currently, I still feel like I'm in the denial phase. Mm-hmm. Like, or I guess what's for is shock first or something. Like I was surprised at first. I was like, "What? No, what? The fuck? That doesn't make I don't any sense." I know there's like confusion. Anger. And, yeah, but now I feel like I acceptance. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'll ever there's, hit that there's point. Bargaining, yeah. bargaining. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's what the Maybe protests were about. Maybe he won't really I mean, build that wall. Yeah. Maybe he won't deport Muslims. But yeah, for me, I still feel like I'm in the the denial. Phase. Like I, it doesn't. And I know, like I know it. it I know it's real. I know it's happening. Yeah. But like I'm just like. 
in my head there's part of it that goes this like justifying it, like practical <laughs> yeah. justice like this can't be like, this didn't really happen right there's no way it's like when something devastating happens or like yeah. Yeah. the minute that you fuck up mm-hmm. and like you know you're like no I just want to like can if I, re- I can will myself to go back in time, like oh, and you, there's there. a part of you that actually believes you might be able to go back in time, yeah. or like wake up from this. Like this is just a nightmare. Yeah. yeah, there's no way this could actually be happening in my life, and that's kind of how I still feel. Is I'm like I, I can't even wrap my head around the fact that we've elected Donald J. Fucking Trump, a reality TV yeah. star, to I think oh god, who put it? I don't know if I was watching someone on. The Daily Show, or I can't remember where it was, but they were Bill like... Bill Burr, possibly. It might have been Bill Burr. Oh, wait. Was it Bill Burr who said the guy who, who's picking... Who, who, who Cindy was deciding Lopper. between Cindy Lauper and oh, Brett yeah, Michael yeah. Yeah. to run a company that doesn't exist? <laughs> yeah. That's our president now? Yeah. Like, that's a great way of saying it. Like, are yeah. you fucking kidding me? It yeah. kind of feels like the Kardashians got elected to me. Yeah, a little bit. Like, yeah. where you just... Yeah. Well, and the, the terrifying thing to me, if, if we could transition kind of into a different, <laughs> a different thought process on this... Sure. ...is... Now he's actually going to be governing. Mm-hmm. He's going to be actually running the country. Oof. Well, quote unquote, running the country. Like he's going to surround himself with people who kind of know what they're doing. Well, hopefully. <laughs> so, about that. you know, so there's been a lot in like, you know, what he's going to do in his first hundred days that he released yeah. that. And now it's his transition team that he's putting together. And I read an article today and I think the part that I do find some humor in is how how much Chris Christie mm-hmm. is just a fucking whipping boy at this point. Yeah. Like, it's like being in an abusive relationship mm-hmm. and it's like, like someone just beat the shit out of him. He's like, but he still loves me. Like, he just Aww. keeps coming back to it. To be fair, Christie also stuck by him all the way through to yeah. the end. Well, but again, yeah, but from, but from the he, he deserves primaries, more to be the whipping boy then. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Stuck by him the right. whole time. But yeah. I mean, from the primaries, like how yeah. just like Trump just cut him you're down fat. You're left fatty. and right and then he's just like i support you i'll do anything yes, sir, anything Mr. you Trump, need absolutely you absolutely and then like that one uh that one press conference where he leaned into christie's you could hear him on mic go go home <laughs> and christie's like okay like he's just a fucking lapdog yeah. so now he's been removed he was the the, yeah. the chairman of his transition team and now he's just like oh by the way you're not going to do that anymore it's going to be pence yeah and christie's like okay I might still, and he's, he's in another article. He's, he's like, not giving up. He still thinks he might get a position in the cabinet somewhere. I'm like, you. He probably thinks are that a sad man. Trump is Teflon with his lawsuits and right? you know the things he's gotten in trouble for. Is that maybe that will right. will uh, help him get out of the Bridgegate situation? Right. But the thing that scares the shit out of me on this is that again, like he's he has appointed the entire Trump clan, and yes, I mean it in every sense of the oh word. Lord, clan with a K. Right, he's been pointing because the they're entire- also like the Kardashians and the, oh, they're right. like the K, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice, or also that around. other clan. <laughs> he appointed David Duke and the uh, yeah oh, no, he, but he appointed his entire family to the transition team. Now, mm-hmm. it's while that's not illegal, the articles that I've read has been it's highly unusual that the entire family gets appointed to. And that there's nothing stopping him from appointing to actual offices mm-hmm. once he gets in. And these people who have never held a political office. How do you spell nepotism? T R U M P. Well yeah, played. Put together there. Nice. That's a good one. Yeah. Or however you spell Trump. <laughs> With an F. Yeah. With an F on the end. But yeah, it's just that. That to me, I'm just like he yeah. is. He, it, it all is. It's it's very like this. In, and I and this is just. It's it's incestual. It's nepotism. Mm-hmm. It's all within. Well, we know this, he like, likes incest. Yeah, so and I know that, that wasn't. So. I, and I didn't. I wasn't going for that joke that time. But it is. It's very like all within the family, and it's very. It's yeah. just. 
It's odd to me. Like there's yeah. there's no common sense of who he should be appointing. It's just like, oh yeah, my family, they're in. Bring them in. Well, you know, he when he was asked when he was running a while ago about who he would be using as advisors, and he's like, I advise myself. Mm-hmm. Of course, he's going to appoint his family because he doesn't. He thinks he is smarter than everybody else. The Legit- reason yeah. why he went and said the things that he said about anybody, any group of people, any person, and then when confronted with the video evidence said, I didn't say that, is because he thinks he's smarter than everybody else. Right. He is the most narcissistic person I think I've ever witnessed, right. ever. Like, the, it, the, the nerd the in me that loves, like, studying human behavior and psychology just wants to be like, whoa, we need to study his brain. Right. Because Someone save this his brain man, when he dies. Yeah, like... He is, it's mind-blowing to yeah. me that he would, you know, people are like, what, is he crazy or does he think we're stupid? He does think we're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he He's really, a narcissistic he sociopath. He believes everything yeah. that he's saying to us. Yeah. So you can show him a clip of him saying something and he'll say, no, he didn't say it because he thinks he can convince you of that. Well, I, there's part of me who wonders if he truly doesn't think he said things, even though well, it, it's on a clip. Too. Like, if he, I, he he's, is 70. There might be some dementia. He's concocted this world he lives in, which yeah. is the thing that I think fasc- it, it, it terrifies and fascinates me because I don't understand how someone can truly live in... Like, he has built his own world. It's like he has matrixed himself. Yeah. Like, he lives within this, like... <laughs> constructed world. And I like, like to think of it as Minecraft. He's right. built his own world oh, in God, Minecraft and he lives there. He's got a floating house. I just house. pictured yeah. him with like a little Minecraft sword. <laughs> right? Um, well, Lord know, knows he wouldn't have the pickaxe. That's an, interesting, that's an interesting point because you have a man who's, who's narcissistic plus very rich so he also has the financial resources to create this world yeah. for himself because we know we hear celebrities and, and athletes you know doing that kind of yeah. stuff where they have this world of yes man and whatever and of course Trump has that because he wants everybody to do whatever right. he wants so that's a that's an interesting way of putting it that yeah. you know he, he he has a double-edged sword with that with the narcissism and the the financial you know capabilities to do so yeah to back to back i don't know how he has money anymore all the bankruptcies and you know the the businesses that don't do well like part of me just wonders if you know he's he's that status of celebrity now and probably has been for a long time where just everybody gives them everything for free yeah yeah yeah. you know like i think he's probably living rent free he eats for free because like oh he's trump we need to give him a, a free dinner because he you know, he's I never here. understood yeah. that about celebrities. They get everything free when they're the ones that can freaking afford it. Right, right. <laughs> exactly. That's why they're rich. So yeah. I have like this weird, you know, I wonder if like he really has no money and that's why he didn't release his tax returns because yeah, he's just getting everything for free. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of the things that I think kind of touching a little bit back on the family that's stuff. That's just me trying to make, you know, some kind of humor out of this shit show that we're living in. <laughs> I saw a post the other day, and this really kind of upset me, where they were showing, like, the past, like, three first ladies, and then they showed a picture of, was it Melania? Melania. Melania. Was it, it was, the, was it the topless picture? Yeah. And, I, and they were like, oh. and they were basically like, look at this piece of shit compared to these other first ladies. And I was like, all right. That's not cool. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Like, you could pick any other picture, and you're picking that one. I'm like, look, is she your typical first lady? No. Is it his third wife? Yes. She's a human being too. Don't fucking do that. I agree. That's yeah, total bullshit. 100%. Especially these are the same people who are like they're basically yeah. slut shaming her. 
Yeah, don't 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 criticize Trump for saying the things he says about women and then say that about his wife. Yeah, I was like, what fucking world are we living yeah, in where we're just doing the exact cool. same thing, going, look yeah. at this, look at look how classy yeah. she is. It's like fuck off. Yeah. That's that's not Bullshit. fair. I yeah. just she's a person. She doesn't deserve that. Yeah. You know, she's his wife and I don't know anything about the relationship, but we don't need to criticize her for that. Yeah. And I'll criticize her on her own goddamn merits. Yeah. Criticize her on <laughs> <laughs> the fact on that the she fact- thinks that she's going to be um her campaign, you know, her her big thing is going to be about anti-bullying. I'm like which is his Okay, so you're again, married again, to what kind of fucking world are we living in? One of the here? biggest bullies ever. It just that just right. seems or criticize her on the fact that she can't write, you know, her yeah. own, you know, original thought down. Yeah. I'm not gonna ding her on that too much because I'm sure she didn't write that. Are you well, yeah. fucking kidding me? Well they all have speech writers, yeah. so whoever wrote that is an asshole, so yeah. I'm because I'm pretty sure she didn't write that speech. No. Right. Yeah, and neither did the person who wrote it for. Her. Yeah, probably. Oh. <laughs> Um, there's a there's a great meme going around right now where it's it's because you know how the, so uh, the president and the president elect just sat down together and so the first ladies are the the first lady elect I guess mm-hmm. first lady yeah, elect is sure. that a thing? <laughs> the future first lady and the current first lady uh, they had the tea they had their their tea party and uh, they're sit down and their so the, the picture is of Michelle going hi I'm Michelle Obama and Melania going hi I'm Michelle oh, Obama. No. <laughs> Uh, real quick, I wanted you to bring up the the blind trust thing that you had told me okay. about the other oh, yeah. day, which which again, this and this makes me to your point, Jill. This mm. makes me question like, well, is, you know, does he have money? Does he even know how business works? <laughs> so we're yeah. gonna preface this where I don't actually fully, un- totally get what a blind trust is, but I kind of do. So, but again, as I said when you first told me this, you're not running for president, yeah. so I'll give you a pass. <laughs> Thanks. So, Super Wayne fan, fan Wayne, if you know this, feel free to chime in and correct. We have a super fan named Wayne. Oh, oh yeah. Wayne will be hey, all Wayne. over this episode. Wayne. Right, yeah. cool. Wayne. Please explain to us what a blind trust Wayne, is after wrong, we tell people what yeah. we think it is. Wayne, if I'm wrong, <laughs> please correct me. He'll, 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 he will correct us on the whole episode. Don't worry. So, right. my understanding of a blind trust is when you're running for president, uh, once you are elected, you have to put all of your assets into what's called a blind trust. Meaning that you put it there and you have no access to it, so you don't know how well it's doing. And the point is so that you can't make sort of legislative or executive decisions based on how you're doing, based on what you're holding. Right. So you put it in there, you have no idea how it's going, whatever it's doing, yada, yada, yada. Well, there was this interview with Trump's son, uh, and the interviewer was asking him about blind trust, and his son was like, oh, no, we're not going to do that. He's like, no, uh, we're going to run the company. He's like, the interviewer was like, you can't do that. Um, and he's being a blind trust. And he's like, no, my father's not going to run his assets. We're going to run his assets. He's like, no, you don't understand. That's not how that works. It has to go into a blind trust. And the, he didn't understand. And then Trump was interviewed later, and he was talking about all the stuff. And even in the interview, he goes, you know what? I don't even know what a blind trust is. Oh, he did? Yeah. He said that? He's like, I don't even know. I don't know. Is that a blind trust? I don't know. Like, he just he didn't understand how that worked. And I was like, oof. I did see um, a headline today that he is – leaving his business so i guess he's you know wow. supposedly it might be successful supposedly hey! decided to to do that i mean i don't know yeah. if all the steps have been <clears throat> put into place but obviously you know high level of conflict of interest obviously there yeah. i think that's the thing that's that's concerning is that you know back what i said before about him saying he, he advises himself and then he's appointing all these people in his family and he's talking about maybe you know continuing to run the business it's like all right, you're the president-elect now. You're going to be the president. Maybe I don't like your policies, but there are some things that you need to be doing. 
you know, bring other people into this branch of government with you that can help advise you because nobody does this job by themselves. Yeah. And, you know, also, by the way, let's, you know, not not have such conflict of interest with, um, you know, the kinds of decisions you're making and, and what's going on in your business. We've seen plenty of politicians be in the pockets of different companies and whatever that benefit from war. We've seen that happen. You know, we're going into it with our eyes wide open. I guess maybe that's a good thing that mm-hmm. he, if he weren't to uh, do the blind trust, but um, it's highly concerning if he doesn't follow through with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I will agree with that. The other, the last thing, last point I wanted to bring up before, uh, before we start to wrap up is um, <clears throat> one of the, the, so, you know, now he's getting his, his uh, he's gotten his first intelligence briefing. Oh boy. Right? So he was, so the, they do it as a courtesy to the president elect. They'll, they start to, so, you know, the men can they start CCing him on all the emails. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. How do I delete this again? <laughs> <laughs> Hi Hill. But <laughs> um, nice. So yeah, so uh, you know, the, you know, they they come in with their you know their black portfolios and their you know their their secure encrypted computers and everything, and they show him basically it's it's an unfiltered look at the nation's secrets. Like it's real quick. Do you think they they use Macs or PCs? <laughs> I'm gonna say Macs because they can't get viruses, <laughs> even though mine somehow did. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Yeah. I, I imagine I'm like, was it a PC or a Mac? <laughs> Continue. Nerd question. Sorry, <laughs> none. It was yeah. a. <laughs> it was just a system of like dots in a paper. It was actually just like yeah. It was just they printed out a bunch of shit and handed it to. Right. Him. Exactly. Yeah. Um. No, but like it. So you know, they as a, as a courtesy, they when they they you know will brief the president and then they brief the president elect and say, okay, here's a look at kind of we're going to pull back the curtain and you're going to get an unfiltered look at everything that's going on and that includes like covert CIA. Uh, uh, operations against terrorist groups, uh, intercepted communications from world leaders, things like satellite photos of like uh, North Korea's you know nuclear uh, sites and stuff. Um, the thing that that uh, a lot of the intelligence officers and the CIA, some uppers at the CIA, are concerned about is Trump's um, affinity for Russia. Yeah. And they have actually there's a couple articles that have come out and said that they're they have they have uh, evidence now that he has been he had been during the campaign in direct communication with Putin and mm-hmm. with Russia and the fact that he denied it and now they have hard evidence of it and now that he's getting intelligence briefings where all of our operatives are and all the you know covert maneuvers we're doing there's some serious concern from the, there's been some the some um and I, I, some of the articles named them. Some they obviously, for s- certain purposes, didn't name who. Yeah. But there have been some um, in, intelligence officials who are like, we are, we're a little on edge coming into work today because we're handing over these secrets to him, and he is a sympathizer with like he fucking we publicly and, and on he camera in the middle of the night about things, and you wonder like you yeah. might be like, hey, you know what's really fucked Just up? Just taking a piss <laughs> and with one hand, he's holding the dick. And he's, Tweeting with the other hand, grabbing milk from the fridge. I have to say, this feels like Dennis Rodman and uh, Kim Jong Un. Yes, like it feels like a similar relationship where everybody's kind of just I don't get it. oddly fascinated right. by it. Like, well, one of them's got crazy they're, hair. They're friends. One of them- <laughs> Huh, one okay. of them was really popular with the public at one point in except, time. Right, you know, except, except now one of them's presidents. We're like, oh, it's not funny and cute anymore. Right. Now it's concerning. Well, in, in, in the in the actual, uh, you know, the the election season I, I, primaries is the only thing I can think of but in the actual run up to the election uh, you know he told Russia to he encouraged them to hack into Hillary's right. yeah. like he's like yeah hack the US he told them to 
Of course, he would deny that, even right. you know, if the tape was played for him. But mm-hmm. the <laughs> fact that he did awesome that and now has these, like, I, that actually is a huge concern for me. Yeah. Like, what do you guys yeah. think of that? Well, I is can tell something? you there's a hypocrisy out there, sure, where people will be like, uh, well, honestly, what scares oh, me is 100%. I've seen a lot of people that are Trump supporters that are like, yeah, Putin's a great leader. And I'm like, oh, really? Right. Really? Okay. That's terrifying. Um, I think that's great in, in, in mostly because I'd had this conversation with, with Jill, and I might have had it with you off mic, but we used to have a friend that worked for the CIA. Yeah, sure. Um, and he passed away, but in 2008... When everything was going on, I remember having a conversation with him. I was like, "All right, he was he leaned more conservative, but a perfect example of someone who we were able to have a, a, a civil conversation right. with." And I was like, "Which candidate's going to fuck you over the worst?" And this was when, like, this before was, the primaries were over, yeah, exactly. and it was Obama. So Hillary, it was Obama, or, Obama, Hillary, and or, John McCain. Yeah, I go, which one's going to fuck you over the hardest? <laughs> and I can't remember what he said, but I remember he was not happy with Hillary yeah. at all. He's like Hillary. So I know. So I, my curiosity with that, with him being in intelligence, yeah, he would have hated Hillary in this election, yeah. just despised oh, sure, yeah. her. But that other stuff with Trump too, I really wonder how he would have voted, and I would have loved nothing more than to oh talk to him yeah. about, yeah. dude, what the fuck? Like, what are you, what are you thinking about all this right now? <laughs> because everyone lost their shit over Benghazi, yeah, over you know these emails with Hillary and stuff. And don't get me wrong. Hillary's setting up her own fucking server in her goddamn bathroom to just, you know, to, to what the fuck? I, yeah. I don't trust her to set up her own goddamn server. I don't even like well, hosting my own goddamn server. Again, I highly doubt she was in there with an instruction manual from Dell no, going, all right, I plug she, this into this. No, but <laughs> she, she probably got one of her guys that she knows that's probably pretty good with technology. What the fuck, man? This like, isn't like a grandmother who was like, I had him come over and he set up my computer. I'm sure they didn't have their daughter I'm come sure to he, it. I'm still. sure he did. they didn't have the Geek Squad come over. I'm sure. I'm sure still. they had a very like a professional, someone who knows how to set up encrypted servers. Obviously. Obviously not. I get why it's uncool and <laughs> while everybody's upset about it. Yeah. I absolutely do. At the so same time, at weird. the same time, I would like to put this out that Bush did the same thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So and he also go. he deleted way more emails right. than she deleted. Yeah. So I'm just I forget what the stat was, but it, it was, was in the six figures. Yeah, it was yeah. quite a bit more. Yeah, so not cool by any shape right. any stretch of the imagination. But um I'm not cool with a lot of foreign policy stuff that mm. I think Donald Trump's going to be doing. I think he's going to ruin a lot of relationships because if he treats mm-hmm. them like he treated the treated the anybody US he's public, ever done business with, it's not going to go well. He's basically going to yeah. be a bully to them, and that's not going to go over Here's well. Here's the thing: I actually really like you know you talked about the way he ran his campaign went against all the quote unquote rules that you know how this is supposed to go. I think that's really awesome. I, I'm definitely all again uh, all about you know doing these things outside of the box and not having to follow the old system and everybody playing by these old rules but the thing that is really concerning especially when it comes to foreign policy is that he thinks that he's going to make America great again by just um by continuing to buck these rules and and what I want to say about that is there's a difference between being a rebel and being a bully and he's a bully and you can play hardball and you can be aggressive without necessarily you know um putting a target on our backs Mm -hmm. and i think his approach is putting a target on america's back because Mm -hmm. he thinks he can just he's like oh isis i can find isis and i can get rid of them isis is like oh yeah do you really okay you know like yeah you want to play let's play we will see you you know like he doesn't have any sense of diplomacy is my concern and it's like 
you know, I really, I, I do feel like he's changed his tune in the last couple of days. He is coming off much more polished than he did through the entire election. And if that was all some sort of game to get elected, then wow, he really pulled he one over it. on all of us. He played it. Um, I don't know that I really believe that's the case, but... You know, at the end of the day, if he is going to put on a more polished approach, um, I'm happy about that. And if he is going to ruffle some feathers in a good way, that's fine. But I, I just don't think he can hold it together that long. I, I really don't think he can keep his cool. He is a man that needs to tell you exactly what he thinks right when he thinks it, unfiltered. He also has the thinnest skin in the world. <laughs> he like does. He, yeah. Yes. For someone who dishes it out, you talk about someone who can't take it. Like, oh, absolutely. It's, it's embarrassing. And that kind of hot-headedness... You know, at at that you know, commander in chief having your when you have the nuclear codes, yeah. When you have the big red phone and you can just pick it up and go fire him away because you know he's gonna be like, you know what, fuck that guy, bomb him, right? Like, right. And they and you know, I heard a lot Mm -hmm. of things about how um, you know women would not necessarily be able to handle those kinds of (laughs) conversations, those kinds of decisions, and. I guess, again, going back to the beginning of our conversation when the sting of, of her not winning mm-hmm. comes back to comments like that where you're like, oh, but you think right. that guy can right. do it. She was Secretary of State. <laughs> she met with a lot of people. Right. Yeah. I can trust her I diplomacy. Mean, She's like also her. been studying how to be president right. for fucking ever. Right. Yeah. yeah to, to, don't, to not like her, not agree with her polys, don't, don't care. That's totally fine. But don't yeah. tell me that a woman couldn't do that and then say this guy can't. So quickly, 30 seconds apiece. I just want to get both of your, sure. uh, now that you guys are parents and you oh have Lord. a little, uh, now that you have a daughter. Uh, 30 seconds is not enough time. I'm just going to say right. that right now. But what, <laughs> are your, what are your feelings on I'll this? I'll give you my, th- I'll give you, the, I told you both of this off mic. I'll tell it again to everyone else. Two things that came to me immediately when this happened. One, at some point, Natalie's going to be taking a U.S. history test. Oh, Lord. And there's going to be a question on her test, and the answer is going to be Donald Trump. And that really upsets me that he's now officially in the annals of U.S. history and time. He will forever be remembered for better or worse. He is in our history. Second thing, he's going to be an animatronic robot in Disney World in the Hall of Presidents. Right. And it that upsets me. It upsets me because <laughs> I'm probably I, I usually don't go to that ride because I think it's cheesy. But I'm probably going to take Natalie at some point in time, and that motherfucker is going to be sitting there, and someone's going to have to use his voice, and he's going to be on that goddamn stage with George Washington and all these other assholes. And <laughs> did not see that coming. Okay. And and I'm going to have to be like that guy's up there. All right, your, that, time, your time is up, <laughs> Senator. All right, so so my feelings, Congresswoman. <laughs> My feelings are are not related to Disney World. Um, So, yes, part of my my being upset about this has a lot to do with with having a daughter now as well. And I think um, a lot of what I said is, is what's wrapped up in that, the feeling that you know, it's. I don't feel that the country said we can't have a woman president, and that's why they, you know, Hillary was not elected. I don't think that's the case. It's that instead we we decided we wanted this other guy who has been very blatantly sexist, among other things, racist and whatnot. Uh, so that's one thing. The other thing is um, what it it made me decide to 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 think on a daily basis was about. Um, and, and this is something I would do anyway, but it's just empowered me a bit more is how I can be an example to Natalie as as a woman. Mm. Um, I'm a working mother. It's incredibly hard all the time. I'm second guessing what I'm doing when I'm at work. I want to be at home when I'm at home. I'm thinking about what I'm supposed to be doing for work. And you, you, you always feel like you're not doing the right thing. 
and and it's hard and it's exhausting and I'm kind of constantly wondering if I'm if it's if it's enough and the one thing I try to tell myself and and trying to make myself feel better about that and the election was okay well all we can do is kind of pull ourselves up from our bootstraps with our bootstraps and and march forward and and try to move on and 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 endure and i know that sounds really cheesy but i was like i have to do that i want to be a good example for natalie and i'm i'm disappointed i really thought wow we're gonna bring a daughter into this world the same year a woman is elected president that's amazing i really thought that was going to happen I do think that she will see a female president in her lifetime. I think it'll be in mine as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not yet. Right. And so I, that's that's what I've got to do is just think about how I can be an example for her. And um, I think Hillary Clinton's concession speech was incredibly really well amazing. And what she said about um, you know young girls knowing that they are valuable and powerful and um, you know all these other things. I don't remember the exact quote. Um, you know, really made me feel better. <laughs> and I thought what was really cool, she said, you know, what I what I take away from this is that, you know, um, she may not be the first female president, but that means that that person's still out there. Right. And I think that's pretty cool. Could be Natalie. I don't know. God, I She should have not. a whole lot of baggage. She's got to explain. Like, good luck. She's going to have to explain her parents. Oh, you God. know, like, oh, you know. Not I only know. her parents, but her uncle. Uncle Dave. <laughs> uncle Dave. <laughs> Dave, it's on yeah. you now, buddy. Like, so, you know, I had to explain these people. How are you qualified? And you came from, you know, this <laughs> Doug and Joe. I noticed your father has this podcast uh, yeah, from many years ago. <laughs> Seems pretty stupid. How do you respond to that? Yeah. You know what's not stupid? The throwdown. Oh, God, I forgot about this part. Oh, yeah. It's the throwdown. I totally forgot about Throwdown. It's on. All right. Lay it on me. So I... I figured it would be uh, good to uh, lighten up things with a throwdown. So nice. instead of instead of making it super heavy, we're going to go a little lighter. Okay. Um, now, I want to preface this with uh, both of you. I want you to be as fair as possible with this. Okay. All right? Try to be as unbiased as possible. Oh, boy. Oh, shit. All right? I'm, and I'm looking at <laughs> both of you. I'm looking a little more at you, but I'm looking at both of you on this. Uh, he was looking at me in case you didn't tell who he was looking <laughs> that's at. That's true. Sorry, I shouldn't... <laughs> Is this not a video camera? <laughs> um, Is the thing on? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. No, I think it's Are recording. we recording? <laughs> so today Can is you hear going. A click? To- Sorry, I had to say that. <laughs> uh, today is going to be um, uh, the the heads of two companies, okay. if you will, the animated heads of two companies. Okay. So from Disney, from uh-huh. Team Disney, we have Mr. Mickey Mouse. Okay. Verse from Warner Brothers, Mr. Bugs Bunny. Oh. Who would win in a throwdown? Who would win? Well, no, Doug. Uh, who would win in a... Fu- <laughs> what do you think we're doing? I like to strike that last <laughs> sentence from the record. Who would win in a throwdown? All right, you lose. What Joe, what do you w- think? <laughs> what I meant to say was, what's the scenario? But I was like, in a throwdown? Are we in the throwdown, guys? Are we doing a throwdown? Are we doing a throwdown? Oh, no, just in life. Who do you think would make a better frittata? Well, to be fair, also, we did have you know Groot versus Hodor in a, in a verbal debate. That's so. fair. I don't even know what that is. My only, you know who Groot, Groot is. Hodor? What's Hodor? He's from He's from Game that's of Thrones. That's what I meant. No. He's oh. a big dude that just says his name, Hodor. He was Hodor. <laughs> no, that's Groot. No, well, that's Groot what Groot says. Do. I am Groot. Hodor just says Hodor. Yeah. Oh that's God. why it would be great in a verbal debate. Which technically, which technically isn't his name. He's saying hold the door because of something that happens in season six before he gets killed. Spoiler alert. You guys always say spoiler alert. After? <laughs> after. <laughs> anyway. 
All right, sorry. Trump won. Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> what? So, so. I wish I could just throw the table right now. But Mickey Mouse versus Bugs Bunny. All right, so now I leave it to you to set up where we are. <laughs> what universe are we in? Yeah. Well, I think they're, they're both. Not, they're not in space. Oh, that was What'd a pop. Yeah, What'd I don't do? know what was that. I don't know what's happening right Something now. Something sounds weird now. Wah, wah, pop wah. goes the weasel, and the weasel goes pop. I'm just gonna sit here and just hit this. Oh, all right. So oh. stop touching was, your mic. I found it. <laughs> Guys, I found it. I found the issue. It's this Nailed wire. It. All right. It. So uh, I think okay. So they're both at Universal Studios. I may have just had all a right. heart attack, guys, touching that. But we're good. <laughs> Exposed wires. So Mickey and Bugs are both at Universal Studios, right? <laughs> okay. And they're waiting to go into the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. I like where we're going. All right. And they are in line. At uh, should they be in line to get a butter beer, or should they be in line to get uh, to be fitted for their wands? I think Ooh. they're both getting fitted for their wands. wands. Yeah, yeah. So they both have a wand at this point, right? So so Mickey Mickey's tail gets in, or Mickey's tail is on the ground, and and Bugs Bunny accidentally steps on it, and Mickey gets pissed. Off. He's like, oh, no. <laughs> And so they turn around and they've got wands in hand. They can use them if they if they want to. Uh, it's inside, still inside the storefront. Okay, go. <laughs> well, based on Bugs Bunny's past, he has like a lot of magical sort of like assortment. He's almost like De- Deadpool in the sense that he has access to a whole bunch of different things that you don't actually physically see on him. Sure, he like, can pull he out like, of nothingness. Like he yeah. has like an invisible backpack or something that he can just be like, oh yeah, here's an anvil or whatever. <laughs> I've never really truly seen that with Mickey. Just reaches into his pants and pulls out something. Yeah, whereas we've seen that with with Bugs Bunny on a regular basis. Would you agree, Jill? Sure. <laughs> I know what you're saying. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> so I feel like, in that sense, wands be damned. He could pull a wand out anytime he wanted. Um. So I feel like that gives him an advantage. Okay. Um. I honestly feel like Mickey by himself doesn't really have a whole lot at his uh, disposal to use as weapons. You're I be- right. He probably needs Minnie by his side. Boom. <laughs> Bringing this, we're making this third on political. There we go. No, but I, I don't you Because behind every great mouse is a, a female mouse. <laughs> yeah. Harumph. <laughs> uh, but don't you feel there's part of me that feels that Mickey's got like a dark I like, was gonna totally like, say that like <laughs> there's like Mickey's got some skeletons in his closet yeah. both literally and metaphorically yeah true I, I think it would be I, as you were talking about this I'm just I'm my my mind just going into this place where Mickey is very just dark and um menacing and we just don't really know it like he can pull out there's like a side of him he just like switches on starts twitching he's just like oh god okay here's what happens so, wait hold what about the uh, the, the um, uh, Fantasia Do, right? yeah I was gonna say so doesn't he, he know magic he, he did magic there he had the fucking hat that let him do magic okay so the sorting hat comes in out of nowhere right it's a sorting <laughs> hat it's not the same hat alright fine the so hat here's what happens. Is always under his ears. You well, wait, don't maybe know he wore it because he's like, I'm gonna dress up like a, huh? I'm gonna dress up like a wizard, huh? You know. So, <laughs> but he learned his lesson from that. You can't steal that magic and use it because everything goes goes awry. All right, that's fair. That's fair. That was also just a cartoon. He was acting in. It wasn't real. I also think Bugs Bunny's probably not very smart. Oh, I, I beg to differ. He's one of the most clever characters out there. He's a wascally wabbit. Yeah, <laughs> he's he was in Space smart. Jam. He and, was. <laughs> He so. did inter. That's the first rabbit to do intergalactic space travel. All right, that's Jill. That's true. Right. You know, I don't want to rain on his parade. I was like, yeah, he was a wascally wabbit. A wascally wabbit. Um, I think here's what happens. So, Bugs Bunny steps on uh, Mickey Mouse's tail, 
they're surrounded by other guests at Universal. Naturally. Naturally. So um, Mickey kind of like pulls him in close and threatens him. He's like, um, you better say you're fucking sorry. <laughs> and Bugs Bunny's like, eat my dick. And so That's like, about right so far, yeah. So um, there starts to be kind of like a polite tussle. They're right. smiling and everything like yeah, that. As they say it, they're both smiling like, like eat ah. my dick. <laughs> So it becomes a little more violent, a little more aggressive, and then Bugs Bunny sort of like they push each other, they start knocking stuff over in the in the store, stuff's falling down, people are kind of getting out. And as they sort of uh, wrestle with each other, they, they head towards the back of the store, towards like the employee only entrance, and sure. they go into the back behind everything. And that's when Mickey turns to him when there's no one else around and pulls out a gun out of his pocket and cocks it and turns it sideways and says Because Mickey's gangsta. Because Mickey goes, Listen here, motherfucker. <laughs> But then I argue that that Bugs shoves a carrot into the end of the gun, and it backfires onto Mickey. I would argue that since we're going dark with this, <laughs> that Bugs Bunny pulls out two guns out from the back of his from his invisible yeah, thing, yeah. and they're just like pointing it at each other, and then they have like a John Woo style gunfight, like from Face Off, <laughs> in the back alley, flying out, yeah. And they're just firing no, at no, each other. No, it's owls. It's white owls <laughs> flying out because it's Harry Potter. It's Harry Potter. And they're just firing at each other uh, in the back alleys. Um, but it gets like really, really serious <laughs> as they're fighting each other. They're hitting each other. There's just like like universal workers who are just getting hit by like stray bullets. Children. I feel like the universal <laughs> workers would, would be on Bug's side. Because they'd be like, you know, fuck you, Disney. Yeah, absolutely. Get out of here. Um, we don't like your kind around here. <laughs> I feel like it turns into this. It's almost like Peter Griffin and the chicken, sort of like uh, you know, the uh, Family Guy, de- destined to fight forever. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot. It. Oh my god, that episode goes on forever. But I think what ultimately happens is, as they fight, they shoot at each other. They're like hitting each other, and like they eventually like kind of roll out into like the street. Finally, but they're just like breathing heavy. They're cut up. Their eyes are black and everything <laughs> like that. And Mickey finally just grabs Bugs and like chokes him out on the street. And like just, and he gets up and he just kind of like, and like goes away. And horrified people in their cars are just seeing Mickey just murder Bugs Bunny. And then when, and then as Mickey walks into the dark, come on, honey, we're going to Six Flags. (laughs) We're going to what's that other place? No, that's where Bugs. That's where he is. We're going to Bush Gardens. Thank you. All right, yeah, we're going to Sea World where nothing bad can happen. Right. (laughs) And as you find out, like, is Mickey kind of like hobbles his way he gets into his limousine and he pulls out a suitcase and he pulls out like a dossier and he X's out Bugs's uh, headshot and you see that all these other Warner Brothers characters have been X'd out (laughs) so it was all part of his plan all All right, all right. and the mouse house continues to rule supreme I just can't wait to read these classic stories to Natalie as she gets older you know I mean these are just story time skip to the end of dad's podcast (laughs) where Doug tells you how people die right yeah I mean, it's going to be a really wonderful experience. <laughs> I I would argue that that uh, I, I, even though I feel like Mickey has a super super sick dark side, I still feel like Bugs pulls it out somehow because yeah. I feel like Bugs just he's he's he is adept at dealing with people who are trying to kill him. Yeah, whereas I agree. Mickey doesn't and generally. He's, yeah, he's still kicking. Yeah. So I, I feel, feel like, like that was more of my bias coming through. I was like, uh, yeah, because Bugs that is, or Mickey gets in the limousine and then he just. All of a sudden, so one of two things happens. Either either he gets in the limousine, and with his dying breath, you just see a close-up on Bugs Bunny's hands. He flips open a remote and presses a button. Yes. <laughs> and the limousine blows up. Yes. Or Mickey's sitting in the limousine, and all of a sudden you just see, 
like you just see a shot go uh-huh. right to his head and then it the camera speeds off to like a hill <laughs> far away and you just see Elmer Fudd with a sniper rifle going got him <laughs> <laughs> I like that one that's a good one got that motherfucker I thought this was supposed to lighten things up I it is like, I feel like it did we're all laughing oh, okay. and smiling aren't we alright <laughs> how do you see it going down real quick uh, I have no idea honestly I'm I'm or feeling just a winner I'm just feeling like, uh, of all the throwdowns Doug's told me about, I feel really unprepared to argue this one. So See, I was trying to make it, because I was like, oh, who are we going to do today? And I'm like, I want to make it someone that Jill could actually I, argue. I, and I failed. Oh, well, when he told me about some of the Marvel ones, you guys, I don't remember who was up against Captain America, but it was like Captain Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, yeah, Captain America. Um, wrong, <laughs> wrong, yeah, wrong, yeah, yeah. But I, I'm gonna, wrong. I'm going to go with Bugs on this one because yeah. I do think he has, and, you know, he's proven that he is indestructible. He's mm-hmm. he's cheated death many a times. He is Jason Bourne, if you will. And Gross. <laughs> How dare you compare him to Bugs Bunny? <laughs> and. Yeah, I think that he would be able to dodge Mickey. And, and is, I do think Mickey has a dark side. I do believe that. Well, if uh, South Park is to believe, uh, there's that episode of South Park where he is like swearing up a storm and it's hilarious. Right. Where he basically is owning right. a boy band. He's like, ha ha, motherfuckers. Ha ha. Trying to leave on me. Ha ha. No one leaves me, motherfuckers. Ha ha. It was very funny, very funny. Yeah, that's right. Nobody leaves. No one leaves. Yeah, Mickey you Mouse. don't leave Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse leaves you. That's, that's right. right. In the ditch with your throat slit, bitch. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> That's my husband. Well, guys, thanks for joining Mind Gap. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Jill, thank you so much for taking the time out. Was it Was it everything you hoped it could be? It, it was different. It was weird. You know, <laughs> it was very serious. Not I know. traditional but, Mind Gap. Uh, yeah. But it was good. I was glad I finally got to be on. So thank you for having me. Wonderful. Jill, I know this is going to be an unorthodox question, but is there anything you'd like to promote? Anything you'd like to shout out for? It could be something like, hey, check out this TV show. Hey, check out this website. You know, do you want people to read up on their FLSA stuff for their businesses? Oh, God, no. It's boring (laughs) as hell. No. Just make sure you're getting paid where you're supposed to be getting paid. You know? And if you're not sure, talk to me. I'll help you find out. Compensation. You you know. Research. Jill's yeah. done it. Yeah, don't don't get hosed on how much money you're supposed to be getting paid from from your job. Is there any TV shows right now you'd recommend for anyone to watch? Uh, why are you putting me on the spot? Like, like I don't know, like Stranger yeah. Things. Well, yeah, we watched that. That was really good. We started watching The Crown. That's mm-hmm. pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Narcos like, that, was good. Narcos was very good. I mean, I knew Pablo Escobar was was a was a crazy dude, but I didn't. You know can say douche canoe on here. It's fine. Okay, it was a douche canoe. <laughs> that was was very well done. Um, I don't know. I'm not really well watching anything. Cool. I, I sound so boring. I'm sorry. You're not boring. You're a hard working I like to watch Big mom. Bang Theory reruns yeah. constantly. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes football. Yep. And <laughs> that's about it. She's a complicated woman. Very complicated. Support your local NFL. Yes, there you go. I don't know about that. <laughs> we could do a podcast about the NFL. There we go. Yeah. That'll be a fun one. I Come have back some opinions that. on that. She does. Yeah. Uh, well, Joe, thank you so much for joining us. It's always a pleasure. Uh, is there anywhere online you want people to follow you? or? You no, I like to not really be found online. <laughs> Got it. Just thought I would throw that out there just in case. Yo, check out my Twitter. We'll, we'll, keep, your, we'll keep your last name private. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm one of those like ninja people on, on social media. I'm there every once in a great while, but most of the time I like to be 
hiding in the background. Also known as a creeper. Yep. Uh, guys, you can find <laughs> MindGap on Facebook. We have our Facebook page there. And uh, you can also find us on Twitter at MindGap Podcast, where we currently have over 30 followers. And Woo-hoo. have you been tweeting more, Doug? Hey, I have, actually. I've made a big effort. I've made right. a couple of extra additional tweets about interesting things. At least yeah. I think they're interesting. Um, so you can just definitely follow us there. And Justin has a website. You can find me online at justinstrandland.com. You can listen to this podcast as well as the other one I do every Monday. Or close to every Monday. <laughs> we may have skipped a few. Uh, with me, Stevanovich. It's called The Best Bar Podcast Ever, and it truly is The Best Bar Podcast Ever. On Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, at Justin's underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. While you're in the online realm, check us out on iTunes. Subscribe to us. Review us. Let us know if there's a topic that you want to hear. Uh, us uh, us break apart and uh, then put back together, much like Humpty Dumpty. Or Frankenstein. Or Frankenstein. Um, it's Frankenstein. Frankenstein! Uh, or if you want to be on the podcast, let us know if you think you got what it takes. And then, what is that? <laughs> it's, just the it's done now. It's, it's the fridge. It's good. The ghost in the fridge. <laughs> also, uh, check out Two East Eighth Productions, uh, Two East Eighth on all social medias, and Two East Eighth dot Kizom. Yes. And guys, this was kind of a heavy episode, but really I think the moral of the story is listen to each other. I'm not saying anything that hasn't been said up to this point, but seriously, let's listen to each other. Let's come together. It's also, uh, I believe, if, I'm, if the timer might be wrong, but I think this might have been our longest episode. Booyakasha. So listen to each other. Let's be cool. Be cool. Be good humans at the end of the day. That's what we're doing here. All right? We love you, Jill. Thank you for being here. Thanks. And we'll see you next week, motherfucker. Mind Gap Podcast.